Hello, Brenna. Hello, Maureen. You have some news. Some really big news. Oh boy, howdy. Do well, I wait, have news? wait, I have some news first. I'm expecting. Yes. I'm expecting pizza. Okay. <laughs> you can cut that one out. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in as a lesson. Um, okay, okay. Tell, tell yeah, you're what's g- your big news, Brenna? I'm, you're going to have to listen to that again when you really listen to this episode, so you're welcome. Um, I deserve it. I actually have some really exciting news. Um, and knocking on wood, uh, it will be a permanent change in my life. But uh, last... Monday, my dad called my mom and told her that uh, he works at, uh, he owns his own construction company, and so they have a shop yard that has some uh, cats in it. One of his uh, workers, Jake, was walking around and looked under a compactor and found a kitten. Um, And this kitten uh, was cold. Mom was nowhere to be found. And so it was play- It was going to snow that night. It was going to be below 30. So Jake was like, mm. mm-hmm. uh, they brought him inside. They agreed that my dad would bring him home. My dad called my mom and was like, I'm bringing home a kitten. <laughs> and my mom was like, oh, my God. And we were all like, oh, my God. And I was like, it's my cat. It's This is my cat now. And um, he, like, we called the vet to bring uh, the kitten in uh, Tuesday morning my dad was like, that's great. I'm going anyway. And he showed up like five minutes before they closed and was like, is this cat okay? And uh, <laughs> the kitten was okay. Uh, they just needed food. And uh, so I ran and got uh, the KMR, the uh, kitten milk replacement, um, and fed him with a little dropper. And then the next day after the vet appointment, we found out that it was a boy. And his name is Hobbit, a.k.a. Hobbs. Um, and he is, he's precious. He's about four weeks old. Um, if you know anything about kitten gestation, he is not supposed to be separated from his mom this early. So it's been, um, it's been an experience for me because he has become my ward and I have learned that I can never ever. You are now a nursing queen. Yeah. And I can never ever do this again. (laughs) I can't ever have a newborn ever again in my life because it has sucked so hard. I burst into tears last night, um, for not a a good reason because I was so overly tired (laughs) and like my cousin and brother had to talk me down and be like, Brenna, just because the new kitten has to be moved into your room and the old cat won't be able to sleep in your room doesn't mean that she will think that you don't love her anymore. She's too old and senile to think that. Um, he was checked out. He's totally healthy. We are keeping him separated from the other cats right now because one, he's super tiny and little. Um, though he has like so small, he has uh, improved immensely. Like his energy levels, um, and everything have improved. Like as we've been feeding him regularly, he's pooped, which, like. You, Maureen, has been getting the play-by-play of, like, every, the highs and lows of me (laughs) being introduced to motherhood and, like, the anxieties. I'm like, he's not pooping. And I called the vet, like, twice. And uh, But he's he's so good and he's doing so well. Um, And we are planning on keeping him. He, uh, the reason we're keeping him separated, uh, as well as him being so small, is that he has not been tested for FIV. Um, Even Mm -hmm. though... It's unlikely, uh, from, from the research I did, it's unlikely that he does have it unless it was passed from directly from his mom to him, um, which is mm-hmm. pretty uncommon, but, you know, rather be safe than sorry, so. Yeah, better be safe. We're keeping him separated from the older cats, because both of them do not have FIV, and um, if, for some reason, it ends up he is positive, 
um, that will mean I cannot keep him, uh, then hopefully we'll find a good home for him, which it, it will be heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but uh, it'll be better than... It'll be for the best. It will be for the best, because, um, you know, he, he can't be in a place with a non-positive FIV cat if he has it. So that mm-hmm. testing will come up. He's four weeks now. Um, they said we could do it as early as six weeks, but they said that's more likely to get, like, a false positive, false negative. So we're probably mm-hmm. going to wait till he's May eight well weeks. Wait. Yeah. Um, so he's right now up in our guest room, but we are actually are renovating upstairs soon. So I need to move him down to my room. Uh, and I'm doing that tomorrow because I'm waiting for a heating blanket to come in because I live in a basement <laughs> and it's really cold in the Chilly. winter. So he's just... I'm, I'm so full of love and happiness. Um, I know not everyone follows mm-hmm. my personal social media, but if you do, you've probably seen him already. Um, Maureen and I will retweet the photos of him so everyone can see it once this yes. episode goes live on Wednesday. Cause Expect we're, so many. Yeah, we're recording this the Sunday before um, this will go live, so you will you will see him. Don't worry, Hops will be all mm. over your timeline. I will not hold back. <laughs> um, he's, he's, a little, he's a little mackerel torty. He has a classic coat. Uh, no, not a tortie. What? Uh, what is he? Tabby, oh, mackerel tabby. He's a little mackerel tabby. He has like a classic coat. Uh, this is all according to my cousin. It looks like a little. Oh, dwarf. not wait, no, not mackerel. It's a classic, classic tabby. Okay, neither of us know what we're talking about. Um, he's... I do. You're just tripping me up, man. <laughs> yeah, blame me. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's a classic tabby. Um, it look he has a little whorl. It looks like a thumbprint almost on the side of him. He's still so tiny. Um, it's hard to tell entirely what he looks like. He still has his like blue eyes, though they're slowly and steadily turning oh, more and more brown. Um, and yeah, he's just like we do have this one toy that my cousin's friend uh, suggested. She worked at a humane society, and we sh- she suggested mm-hmm. that we get this um, toy that purrs when you press on it. And, I saw the video. Okay, this video is, like, partially heartbreaking, partially, like, so beautiful, but it purrs like a mother cat, and so he loves it. He lays on it, and he needs any nurses on it, and he purrs, but it's, like, heartbreaking. I know, he's looking. And find the nips. And, but I know that we did the right thing. Even if his mom um, did come back, he probably would have not survived the cold that night because yeah just, he would have frozen it it was it literally snowed up i it was a, a significant amount that evening um so mm-hmm. uh it was i i my personal theory is the mom probably abandoned him um because i do not know if he was the runt or if she that was her only uh kitten and she might have just been like mm-hmm. you know that's that's nature and it's sad but um it, it he it happened he was recovered so you know what? If she if she could have been cognizant, she did make the right choice. She she ab- abandoned the baby at the the hospital doorstep because <laughs> she she knew she could not raise him through the winter. And that's you know as a mom, it was responsible. Uh, as far as she knew, she had no idea that she was because she's a cat. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So that's been my what? entire week, and it's been a lot, and I'm so tired. I'm moving. Oh, yeah. So that's been me. I've had a rummage sale. That's all I've been doing. We can't not be doing things. <laughs> We're just <laughs> so busy. Well, but are you ready? Are you ready for our Halloween spooktacular special? Yeah, I am. Because I'm Ember Heartless. 
And I'm Tang Severed Tongue. What? I'm Severed Tongue. Oh, Severed Tongue. Yes. Okay. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? with spooky names last year and i forgot that we did no we didn't we didn't we made it up when we um did our halloween special in february yes the only reason i know that is because um i was listing out all of the cat facts so i wouldn't repeat any um and yes i am not that prepared that i was been writing them down this whole time (laughs) so i had to go back and listen to them um oh jeez all right. Are you ready? Yeah. We're just going to jump in. Good, because I, like, hardly remember what happened besides Echo is there now, and she has a cool name, and I'm- Echo Song. I'm on very little sleep, so I'm ready to just be scared. Rats! Rats! Oh, right! Firestar wakes as the terrified yowl splits this is, the air. This is my taste. I'm ready for the full meal. He's trying to leave the den, but blunders over another warrior. His, Fox dung. His sharp wife. Bat. Get out of the way. Oh, never mind. Not his wife. <laughs> he brushes past Sandstorm as he leaves. The yowling is closer. It's Cherry Paw. And um, <gasps> this is the night after he found Echo Song in the Whispering Cave. And rain had fallen all night. Firestar's paws slip on the wet rock. <laughs> and he forces himself to stop and wait for his eyes to oh. adjust. I'm sorry, it's not that funny, but it is pretty funny. He's like, he's like, well, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm the leader. As he falls over on a wet rock. He can make out the trail in front of him and Cherry Paw running towards them. She gasps. It's the rats. So many rats. Oh, crap. They came over the clifftop. Oh, this is, like, horrific. I don't like imagining this. It's like, um... It's like the stampede scene from uh, Lion King, but rats? Worse. <laughs> but small and That's worse. I can just hear their <laughs> gross little nails. Also, anyone who owns pet rats, um, none of the things I'm saying are against you or your lovely pets. Because I know that no, pet rats are... love a pet rat. Yeah, they're wonderful, and I know they are off-stigmatized sti- wrongly. Um, so my hatred of like rats in this these are i i only dislike these fictional rats these scary quiet rats yeah these rats who uh have learned cat tongue and are using that to become eradicators of cat kind yes but love and respect all of the people who own rats i i remember like thinking that last time and i wanted to make sure anyone who owns rat knows that we we love your pet rats we do okay go on ready for the horrors there's a dark mass flowing down the gorge like water. Oh, that's horrible. The rats were here at last. Why? Why? Why like that? Okay. This really is the Halloween special. We did not plan this out like this, but we did so good. Go go us. I couldn't have planned this better if I had planned it. And we did it because we've (laughs) (laughs) Firestar's voice is surprisingly steady when he spoke and he tells sandstorm to make sure the queens in the nursery know what's happening 
Then she can warn Echo Song and Patchfoot and stay down there to help them. Firestar tells Cherrypaw that Sparrowpaw is still in their cave, so go warn him. Then fight where she can do the most good. Firestar calls for Sharpclaw. The snarl comes from the darkness ahead of him. He's here. What are they waiting for? Rainfur and Leafdapple are emerging from the den, and the strong reek of fear came from Short Whisker. Let's go, Firestar says. <laughs> I feel like we need, like, some anime intro music, some anime <laughs> battle music. I'm gonna have a fun time editing this to make it sound as cool and scary as it is. <laughs> Heck, yes. He tells them to stay in the open. Don't let themselves get trapped in any caves. Their advantage lies in being able to run and jump away from the rats. Firestar races up the trail at the oncoming mass of rats. Sharpclaw is beside him, the others hard on his paws. Firestar realizes that this is what the rats have been waiting for. A night with no moon. Oh no! It's totally dark. This is just like the Fire Nation when they attack the waterbenders because they get their power from the moon. <laughs> but I, I suppose even though the cats have, um, like, I was about to say dark vision. This isn't D&D, nerd. Um, even though they have, but like, I mean, yeah. it, it would still be harder to see without moonlight. Like, yes. Even if they can see in the dark, it's, it's not, it's going to be worse. It's still better when there's light. Yep. Then they were on him. Tiny claws oh. grip his pelt and sink into his shoulders. Their oh. stink fills his throat and teeth stab into his neck. Ah! Ah, ah! He swats the offender and it vanishes with a shriek, and two more instantly take its place. This is awful! This is awful! This is a nightmare! Firestar is struggling to stay on his paws. If he fell, he wouldn't have a chance. Firestar hears a drawn-out wail from the bottom of the gorge, but can't tell who it is. He hopes it's not the nursery. Oh! Oh! This, this sucks! I don't like this! Is this the scary part? Are we already- one. Are we already in- We're already in the scary part! Sharpclaw is tossing rats off the boulders into the gorge below, and Leafdapple was rolling on the ground with two clinging to her pelt. Firestar tries to help her, but she bit down hard on the throat of one, and the other let out a screech of fear and leapt away. Another rat jumps on Firestar's back, and he tries to use the boulder to dislodge it. It sinks its teeth into his shoulder. Blood flows. Oh! His hind, his hind paw slips. There's nothing underneath it. Firestar tottered on the edge of the trail. The rat throwing off his balance. There is nothing like a warrior cat fight scene. Like, the writers, like, hold back, and then they get to a fight scene, and they're just like, hang on, let me pull all this out of the woodwork. Let me just... And it's like an ever-extending, like, uh, rope tied to another rope, and each rope on it has written heartbreak, trauma, well-written prose about... Just a lot of blood. Yeah, a lot of blood, a lot of gore, and a lot of, like, visceral emotions. The rat lets out a scream. It's cut off. Claws fasten into his shoulder and hauled him away from the drop. Rainfur asks if he's okay. 
Firestar thanks him. I, I'm not gonna say and yes bro. or no. <laughs> I I am I am feeling away. <laughs> and still the rats came, and more of them pouring over the cliff down the rocks. No matter how many the cats killed, there were still more. They're being pushed back, past the warrior's cave, and down towards the nursery. No, what the- that's so messed up. I don't like that the- I feel like- I know- I know it's such a danger for little baby cats. I have personal experience now for them to be up high. Now have a little baby cat? Yeah, like, but like, I feel like they should have moved them up at this point. Well, they're coming from the top. To the top, make it drop, that's some- um, Wee-wee. Wait, no. Uh, make it from the top. Make it drop. Hang on. I want to rewrite WAP real quick to be about rats fighting cats. Hang on. From the top, the rats they drop. That's some WAP. And the WAP stands for, uh, wicked, awful pests. <laughs> Cardi B, uh, you, you have my number. You don't, but... Okay, we gotta continue. <laughs> okay. Another outbreak of screeching broke out below. Oh. Firestar can't see anything, but terror flowed through him. There must be rats by the river. A second group must have come to attack from below. Oh, God. He tosses a dead enemy aside and struggles through the writhing swarm of rats. Okay. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> I hate this. Fear for the apprentices, for Echo Song, for the kids, almost overwhelmed him. And suddenly, the fighting stopped. No, okay, I don't, I don't trust that. What could happen to stop that? The rats turned as one and scrambled up the rocks towards the clifftop. Is there a big rat who makes all the rules coming? Sharkclaw springs after them with a screech of triumph. No, Firestar shouts, wait. Sharkclaw says they could finish them off once and for all. Firestar blocks his path as the pattering of rats dies away. Well, I don't like that. Was that more psychological torment? He tells them that they could be waiting on the cliff top to ambush them. Uh... Think. Why should they go on fighting to the death? All they need to do is frighten us off. Maybe they think they've already done that. Never, Sharpclaw snarled, but he stayed where he was. Firestar looks around. He can make out Leaf Dapple and Rainfur, but there's no sign of Short Whisker. Firestar oh tells God, Sharpclaw they, they, they should they go They claimed down. his bodies and went to go eat them? They're going to check on the nursery first. Then Echo Song. The other cats gathered behind him as he limped down the trail. When he rounds the rocks to the nursery, he hears a furious hiss. Oh god. Clovertail is crouched at the entrance, and he can scarcely recognize the cat who had joined the clan for protection and easy shelter. Yeah! Mama mode activated! Oh yeah. Her eyes are, were narrowed with rage, and her teeth bared in a snarl. She relaxes. Oh, it's you, Firestar. <laughs> I was about to be. I was, she thought oh, they were more of those rats. I thought. I was like, is she about to say like, "Oh, it's you"? <laughs> she did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's one of those things. Yes. I like it when um, 
cliches are satisfying like that. Yes. The kits? Firestar asks anxiously. The kits are fine, Petal tells him. Rainfur pushes forward and touches noses with her. She says Clovertail blocked the entrance and wouldn't let any rats in. Even rats know that moms are real scary. Yeah. Firestar rests his tail on Clovertail's shoulder and tells her well done. She rose painfully to her paws, revealing the rat bites on her chest and shoulders. Petal tells her that she should go see Echo Song. She'll look out for the kits. Clovertail staggers as she joins Firestar and the others down the trail, and Firestar lets her lean on his shoulder until they reach the medicine den. To his relief, Sandstorm is with Echo Song in the outer cave, and Echo Song is already pulling out her, her herbs. Echo Song's like, I have them, I have them, I'm ready. Sandstorm's gaze travels over the cats and locks for a heartbeat with Firestar before she asks, Which of you is the worst hurt? <laughs> Delegation. <laughs> you all look like crap, but let's uh, get a little... Who's uh, doing the worst? Form a line. Firestar pushes Clovertail forward and asks where Patchfoot is. Sandstorm says he went out to fight. They realized the rats were coming up the river when a few tried to get in, and her and Patchfoot attacked them but were separated in the darkness. She hasn't seen him since. Firestar tries not to let his alarm show. Patchfoot would have been weaker because of his injuries. And what about the two apprentices? Oh, God, that'd be so, so cruel, Aaron's. It'd be so cruel and messed up if you take my little, my little boy, my little girl. He heads out to find them and sees movement a moment later. Patchfoot and Sparrowpaw are supporting Cherrypaw between them. Oh. Keep going. Go on. Blood flowed from a wound in her neck. Okay. Keep going. He asks what happened, and Sparrowpaw tells him that rats trapped them in their den. They didn't have room to fight properly. They would have been in real trouble if Patchfoot hadn't come to help. Oh my god. <laughs> we killed lots of them, though, Cherrypaw rasps, raising <laughs> her head. <laughs> I, I'm fist bumping right She's now. Good. I love my daughter. I love her. <sighs> good. I, they, I, uh, I would say to answer um, her question, uh, uh, Cherry Paw is probably the worst. <laughs> She's like gurgling <laughs> with blood help? coming out of her throat. She's like, I, I, I took some down with it, me. And, and her brother's like, please, God, stop talking. <laughs> they helped Cherry Paw to the medicine cave where she flopped to the ground and closed her eyes. Sandstorm hurried over to lick her wound. But says it's not too bad. Oh. She'll live. Ooh. Of course I'll live, Cherry Paw muttered. I'm gonna kill more rats. I'm kind of in love with the idea of Cherry Paw going from the what's that trope? Um uh break the cutie, um, where they take like the innocent lovely one and just make them the most like vicious, uh bad <laughs> but like just totally just like Ugh, Yeah They're just a killing machine. I'm all for that. She's definitely a rat killing yeah. machine. Yeah. Oh, nothing but respect for my president, Cherry Paw. All right. Yep. So, 
Short Whisker is the only one unaccounted for. Oh, who's Short Whisker? Patchfoot went and saved. Patchfoot went and saved oh. the apprentices. Patchfoot or Short Whisker is the one who like peed himself before we started, but was still very brave. Okay, nothing but respect for Patchfoot for him going out and saving those kids when he mm-hmm. knew there was danger. Patchfoot, mm-hmm. I love you. Short Whisker, yes. I'm concerned about you. Where are you? Where are you, son? Firestar asks if anyone saw him, and Sharpclaw says not since the battle started. Uh-oh. That's not a good Leaf sign. Leafdapple offers to go look, but says it would be better to wait for dawn. It can't be far off. Firestar says she's right. He doesn't want to send anyone wandering in the dark. They'll both go then. Uh... He's interrupted by a cry from outside. Oh. Hi! Is any cat there? <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys! Short Whiskers! Hey guys, it's me! Are we good? Is the battle part done? I'm scared. Full of relief, Firestar goes to the cave entrance. Short Whisker is hauling himself from the river, looking exhausted. Firestar touches noses with him when he reaches the cave and told him it was good to see him. That's every cat, and thanks Star Clan, no one is seriously hurt. Short Whisker says he thought he was crow food. Three drove him into a tiny cave and then suddenly they vanished. Yeah, okay, now we can get back to this mystery of why they hauled out. Because I assumed they, like, killed one and then was like, ah, victory, and they carried the body away in a terrifying little hobble of massive rats, <laughs> um, which is uh, now going to haunt my dreams. But now I'm just confused. Well, Firestar realizes that, um, you know, trapping the cats had obviously been part of their strategy. Like right, the right. And they, and they did that, but they still, but they didn't, they didn't commit. So, yeah. what's up? Well, Firestar gazes at the clan in the den. They're laying close together, licking each other's scratches. They look exhausted. Feralpaw <laughs> looks up. We didn't win, did we? Is it always said. like this? This sucks. We're, we're rescinding our membership. Well, he noted, he's like, the rats chose to stop fighting. Yeah. And Firestar says, yes, but we didn't lose either. You know what? A tie is a great way to start. Because <laughs> it could have been a TPK. It could have, it could have been so much worse, guys. So, you know what? Take the half victory because that's what a tie is. It's half a win, half a loss, and if you look at it that way, uh, half half empty, half full. Let's go. The battle isn't over. They need to take the fight to them. Oh, oh, are we are we Sharpclaw asks if that's why. Yeah, is that why? It seems that this battle might have taught him caution. I am going to say I'm going to say I know I know Firestar, like, still hates this dude, but I would- He doesn't hate him. He's just cautious. He, I know, but no, he has, he has baggage. <laughs> um, yes. I think what's interesting is, I think that Sharkclaw would be a great leader because he's constantly questioning other leaders, which I think is a great thing for a leader to have, is to constantly question authority. I know that's not necessarily what you want, Although, always, eh? does that make a better deputy? Mm. The fear, the not having the fear to question your leader. 
Yeah, but that's what we... But then again, that's what makes the new deputy makes a leader, so... But, but yeah, but having them a deputy first, then they yeah. can learn more from the leader, who maybe should be a little bit more calm mm-hmm. and a little less bloodthirsty. Not that I hate that <laughs> about um, him. He... He mm-hmm. he needs he he should embrace that and use it. But Firestar tells him that he doesn't want the rats to have the advantage of planning the next attack. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And there there won't be as many places to trap the cats outside of the barn. The time is right. Set the barn on and fire. The plan murmurs in agreement. <laughs> we need to learn how to master fire. Wield the fire against them. They need to bear the creature of the red tongue. Patchfoot announces that he's coming with. He fought tonight. No cat can say he's not fit enough. Yeah, Patchfoot. And me. <laughs> Who? And me, Clovertail says. <gasps> Ma! Look after the kids. <laughs> Ma, that's my mom. So Firestar is humbled by their courage. Patchfoot, whose wound would have given him an excuse to stay safely behind. Clovertail, ready to fight not just for her kids, but for her clan. This is a clan! And Shortwhisker, terrified, but ready to overcome his fear. This is not just a group of cats. This is a clan! All of them had given up their old lives to make Sky Clan a reality. They had succeeded. The warrior code lived on in the gorge. What if he, what if, what if Firestar was just like, I've taught you everything you need to know. Peace out. And he just Bye. left. <laughs> I imagine even Sandstorm would be like, uh, n- no, you, you started this. You gotta be here at least till <laughs> this part's end. Oof. Sharkclaw rises and says they'll go tomorrow night once the two legs are back in their nests. And the clan yowls their approval. Firestar thinks that Sharpclaw would make a good leader. And he meets his gaze, and there's a challenge there. Sharpclaw thought so, too. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know why I did a Scooby-Doo sound there. Something held Firestar back from offering him leadership. He feels it isn't his choice to make. It's in the paws of his warrior ancestors, he tells himself. And after tomorrow... Who knows whether there will be a clan left to lead. Okay. That's a little dark. Um, before we yeah. get too dark, uh, I think this is a yeah. great time for a cat fact. Let's do it. So, folks, welcome to our fine final for this 2020 season. Scaredy cat fact. Ooh. Now, this is going to be a little bit different because I don't have a tale for you per se, like the other scaredy cat facts, but I do have a scaredy cat fact that will be about the power of myths and superstition. Um, and we're actually going to be debunking a common urban legend, um, one that I actually believed. And um, if you believe it too, don't feel bad because uh, CNN, the Today Show, other accredited sources um, have also reported on this urban legend as if it were a fact, when in reality it's an urban legend. Um, and that is that uh, black cats are ritualistically uh, sacrificed on Halloween, and that you need to keep them indoors if you own them, and that uh, the places don't let you adopt them during October. So, 
this is actually not true. It's actually been disproven many times that cats, specifically the part I'm talking about is that black cats are actually not sacrificed by people on Halloween. It's a common misconception, it's a common myth, and because of the power of this myth, that's why legitimate sources and uh, legitimate uh, uh, adoption centers don't let people adopt black cats in October because there's this genuine fear that something bad will happen to these cats. And so it's one of those urban legends that um, in essence, uh, people's reaction to it, like if you see someone sharing it on Facebook, I wouldn't necessarily correct them because like their heart's in the right place. And mm -hmm. like, if anything, you know, you might worry, oh, but that means that the black cats won't get adopted if adoption centers believe this. Most adoption centers know that it's a um, that it's an urban legend, um, and if for some reason they do still follow this urban legend and don't let people adopt black cats, it may be because this legend has led like led to real incidents of people just being jerks. Mm -hmm. um, because let's look to like what the truth is in this, um, because. Uh, black cats are actually not adopted less. That's another myth within this myth. Um, there, there's no breed specifically that is a black cat because almost all cats can be a black cat. They just have to have the right genes. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. black cats are so common. They're adopted at the same rate as every other kind of cat. Like they, they, they're not mm -hmm. adopted well, less. We've talked about cat genetics, yeah. Yes, yeah. So. And you can look, you're either black or red or both. Right. So black cats are just as commonly adopted. Um, and, but why is this myth so pervasive? Why is it so commonly believed that reputable uh, adoption centers still, like, don't allow people to adopt them? Um, why do news sources think that this is an actual fact instead of the urban legend that it's mm. been proved to be? Because there are no recorded instances of black cats like being ritualistically sacrificed um one if you're it's that satanic panic well one um it's sort of like uh it's the confirmation bias if you have yeah. an indoor outdoor cat or an outdoor cat they are more likely to have something bad happen to them that's just the truth yeah i am personally it's probably a coyote or a car but yeah or another white animal or a car i'm i'm personally against um keeping your cat outside if it's your pet if you have something like a barn cat Same. or a yard cat, that's a whole different thing. That cat kind of has its own role in the world, and I understand that those are needed in some facilities. But if it's your pet, if you allow them to be outside, you need to be um, uh, aware that something bad can happen to them. Um, so say yeah. one cat in a neighborhood got picked up around Halloween, uh, maybe something bad happened to it. Maybe it was like some rude kid who has some terrible like issues or maybe it was just a car so that person on facebook is like well my black cat died around halloween so this must be true no that's that's it, it that's one incident that's not so yeah. so if you keep your cats outside if they're a black cat it's more likely that something bad will happen to them just because they're an outside cat not because they're a black cat not because they're black um also uh some folks better safe than sorry like if they hear an urban legend, like, okay, we'd rather keep these cats indoors. We'd not, not adopt out these black cats to people if 
possibly mm-hmm. they could get harmed. And I think that that's kind of okay. Like, there's some people who worry that this myth can be harmful for towards black cats because it'll be less likely that they'll get, like, you know, put in the kill shelter or they won't get adopted. But, like I said, black cats are just as likely to get adopted as any other cat. So, if a shelter... Yeah, see, I didn't... I've heard I've heard that one a lot. Like, I don't know about the the sacrifice yeah. one. Like, that one I don't think is true. But I have heard the black cats, so I guess that one's news to me, that black cats do get adopted. Yeah, the ASPCA has spoken up and said, hey, no, black cats are just as likely to get mm-hmm. adopted. Um, sure, and, and that comes down to the very root of this. Why is it specifically back black cats? Well, we humans have a very complex relationship with black cats. Um... <laughs> For a lot of people, they are considered bad omens, bad luck. So mm-hmm. that also feeds into this um, myth that people won't adopt them because they think that they're bad luck. But even that's not true because culturally, um, black cats are equally a good luck symbol and a good omen as they are a bad omen. Um, mm. Looking into it, it is so... like the, the, the difference in... like You can be in one town in Germany... And they will say, oh, black cats are good, good luck. Go uh, to a town, a neighboring town, and in that town they'll say, oh, they're bad luck. And then the- That's literally Satan as a small, yeah. and then fuzzy, cute the thing. next town over, they'll say, oh, well, if the cat's uh, crossing your path from the left, it's bad luck. But if it's from the right, it's good luck. And the next town over, it's the opposite. Literally in Japan and in America and in England and every different country, black cats are- both good and bad luck symbols depending on where you're raised like it's you know uh in germany ireland japan uh and there's different things that raise that like you know there's japanese folklore there's uh different irish myths and celtic tradition also there's ties to christianity and witches and uh dark magic like there's so many different things tied to just black cats um that they're both seen as bad luck and good luck. So I know what you guys are probably thinking. So what is what is the solution to like adoption centers like not adopt out black cats if there is a possibility? And I would say the best thing to do, and this is what if you look up most adoption centers, um, their response to this is we always look into the person who's adopting the animal. Like we interview yeah. them and we make like sure any any yeah. Exactly. Any respectable place will do a screening to make sure that that animal is going to a safe place. And if anything, they mm-hmm. can work to debunk the myth. Um, so, you know, I would say if you see it shared on like Twitter or Facebook or whatever, this um, urban legend, it's, you know, you don't need to spread it. But if you do have a local place that still sticks to this, like we don't adapt out black cats. Um, Maybe reach out to them and say, I'll take them all. <laughs> And you can turn, and and you can, if you, there's many different sources I found online of folks that are like, yeah, this isn't true. Um, Snopes is a great place. They marked it as a legend. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the thing is, uh, as long as cats are getting adopted, that's the best way to keep them safe. Um, You know what? You know what uh, the shelter I got Miles from mm -hmm. does? Or at least he has done in the past. They'll have specials on black cats for October. And that's actually... It'll be like $10 adoption fees, or they waive the adoption fees for the black cat. And that's actually becoming more and more common that um, I believe it'll be the day before this episode comes out on Tuesday. Um, I believe it's going to be like National Black Cat Day. 
and shelters oh, are actually yeah. pushing to adopt black cats out for Halloween because mm-hmm. they're trying to push against this um, urban legend that basically says that if you, uh, if you adopt a black cat right now, you're going to kill it. But you're not because uh, you're not, it's been... You want this cat. The, the whole ritualistic killing part has been disproven many, many times. Um, and yes, there are like terrible people out there who will take advantage of this and... But if you have a cat that's indoor outdoors or you have a cat that only lives on your porch that you never keep locked, something bad might happen. So maybe examine that before you blame um, the mythical devil worshippers that uh, are killing black cats. <laughs> so, yeah, that was today's uh, scaredy cat fact. It was a little bit different because I wanted to look into this. Um, why are bat- black cats considered unlucky? There's a million reasons why. Why are they considered lucky? There's a million reasons why. And uh, look at your local reason, because there probably is one. Um, (laughs) Anyway, what I'm saying is uh, adopt black cats. Don't be afraid of them because they're just little cats. And you know what? They just can't. They're cute, cute. And and, and my kind of opinion on this whole thing is I understand uh, folks wanting to, to take steps to not have harm happen to animals. So I think this urban legend doesn't necessarily cause harm if people believe in it yeah so exactly. i don't really see like a reason to rail against it. it it's something you can be like oh hey did you know that that actually isn't true but it's a conversation that if it's like your second aunt's cousin you don't necessarily need to correct them you know you don't need to do a confrontation no it's not it's, causing any harm. it's not a harmful belief it comes from a good place yeah it, it's 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 and even like folks who were saying that it, uh, saying they're like this comes from like a place of love and we we can't mm-hmm. like uh, these are animal lovers like propagating this myth but mm-hmm. eh, it's not like the worst thing <laughs> so yeah that was our skating cat fact happy Halloween woo oh and happy uh fall time or I don't I think the solstice has already passed but happy harvest if you don't celebrate Halloween. <laughs> I don't think the solstice. Oh wait, no. Uh, well, the solstice doesn't happen until like December. It's the longest day of the or the longest night of the year. That's the winter one. I am talking about the fall. Yeah, well. S- oh, equinox! Happy equinox! Oh, okay. Sorry, go. I got my terms mixed up. All right. So the warriors rest through the morning. By sun high, they are honing their battle training, and looking around him, Firestar knows. That Sky Clan won't be driven out of this gorge a second time. They are tough. They're rough and tumble. Echo Song and Petal come as the training is wrapping up, and they collected a large stock of burdock root and poppy seed, and Clovertail even sent her kids out to find cobwebs. Has Petal decided to join yet? We'll get there. <laughs> um, Sandstorm says it's time they were apprenticed. Soon, Firestar agrees, warmed by the thought of the future mm-hmm. for this clan. Petal goes to Rainfur, and they both approach Firestar. And Rainfur says, they've talked this morning, and they've decided <gasps> that they want to become members of Sky Clan. Oh, literally! If they'll have them. Literally five seconds Look later. Look you I just... intuition. <laughs> Firestar says, well, it's great news. Rainfur's eyes are wide and serious. Oh. They've seen for themselves how the warrior code works. Yes, Petal agrees. And there's no other life they want for themselves or their kids. Mm. Sharpclaw steps forward to stand beside Firestar and says they're welcome to join them. Kind of 
he's kind of moving in as like I'm gonna be like kind of taking charge. I, I I respect that. Yeah, Clan murmurs in agreement. As the sun set, Firestar called Rainfur and Petal to the rock pile for their warrior ceremony, and there's no doubt in Rainfur's voice when he says, "I do." <gasps> and Firestar confirms his warrior name as Rainfur. Do. And Petal is just as certain as her mate. Would you like to guess Petal's warrior name? Uh, I was I was kind of blown away, but they were just like, Rainfur, your name's already... Yeah, like, they're like, you're good. You're good. Uh, Petal... Uh, Petal Star, they just make her the leader. <laughs> um, uh, Petal Wish. Uh, Petal Heart. Uh, that doesn't really ring well. It is the um, cutest name. I, I tell me because anything I guess is not going to be good enough. Yeah. She receives the name. Petal nose. Oh my heart, my heart. Petal nose. <laughs> oh, I just want to boop her right on her little pink nose. I want to give her a little kiss. Oh, I love my. I love her. She's been through so much. She's left in an abusive situation. She's mm-hmm. raised kids through like a toxic environment and you know what good on Rainfur by sticking by her and finding resources to help his mate that is a good firestar that's a good man take notes because that is what a supportive partner does i know this is not i know this is not comparable to you and a sandstorm situation at all but i'm just saying uh, if I'm going to stand a heterosexual couple in this series, it's gonna be Petal Nose and Rainfur because that, I, what a man, what a man, and what a mom, what a mom, what a lady, what, look at their kids, look at them, uh, oh, another part of Sky Clan, oh! I'm so happy for them. I'm so scared now, because you said there was another scary part coming. We're going to go on a little long, I think. Is that okay? Yes, I'm ready for fear, and I'm scared. The clan shouts their names, and Firestar glows with pride for Sky Clan gaining two strong warriors and two healthy kits. And he sees a great future in the clan for Petal Nose and Rainfur. I'm going to cry. I'm so happy for them. The waxing moon gives little light from behind the clouds. Firestar sends his warriors up the cliff while he visits the nursery one last time. Oh, oh, they're going out. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, who's staying? Petal Nose. Okay. Echo Song and Petal Nose. They're there with the five kids, looking at Firestar with a mixture of excitement and fear. Echo Song's not not coming with them? No, she's a nursing cat. She's not fighting. She's just waiting to pick up the pieces. I know, I just always think it's weird that the Medicine cats don't, like, just come and hang back. Sometimes they do. Like, Cinderpelt did that with the um, Battle for Blood clan. Oh, I suppose that. I suppose they did that. this clan's so small and fragile that if anyone does come back, it'll be kind of be the end of Sky Clan. She'll kind of, like, fix <sighs> up anyone who does make it back if they lose. It makes sense that Petal Nose is staying behind because uh, she's still pretty... Someone's got to stay with the kids. Yeah, and and she's still... And hers are the youngest. And she's still on the mend from... Yeah. uh, She was literally starving, so I think she -hmm. needs a little bit more time to recover. And I don't even think she was training yet. 
She was doing a little bit. Remember, the kids came to watch that time. Right. Like they, so she's kind of. But, but she not wasn't. A, she wasn't. A ton. She wasn't officially a member yet, so it didn't really make sense yeah. for her to start to train. Okay. Oh, okay. Oof. Well, Petal knows the shirts and that they'll be fine, and to not worry, to look after the kids. Too late. Or die trying. Too late. I'm. I'm already worried. I. I'm worrying. I'm probably, always worrying. I yeah, Firestar's like, oh, I that's all I do. I don't know if you knew this about me, but uh, I am ninety nine percent anxiety and one percent courage. It's a terrifying combination, but it works for me. It's very, it's it's useful, and by that I mean it's not. Firestar says that if the worst happens, any surviving warriors will come back to help defend them. Echo Song's voice is clear and certain when she says that the worst won't happen. Oh. She tells him to go now. She'll see him when he comes back. I believe her. Firestar thinks of the brutal fight that lays ahead. And then the book says that, well, he still has six lives less. <laughs> lives left. Which isn't true. This is wrong. He has eight at this point. He's actually, at this point, he's only lost one life. Uh Uh-oh. So they're wrong Spoilers? I mean- Are these spoilers? No, they just got the number wrong. Oh, Maureen. If I found out you're lying to me right now to spare my feelings of the two times he dies. I mean, I- In between the publication- I, I, I honestly can't remember- it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. And also, I mean, it's definitely by by this point, canonically, he has only lost one life. Yeah, no. And six and eight—they're so. so close together on my keyboard. I don't blame him. <laughs> but um, anyways, he's thinking about how Tiger Star died and how all of them could be ripped from him at once. I was gonna say so six or eight—they could all be gone. <laughs> I was gonna say um. It would be a fantastic time. I know that the plot just reminded him about his nine lives. It doesn't really feel like something Firestar would be focused on, but he's a little anxiety boy, so I feel like he's like, hmm. His next thought about Tiger Star makes more sense, where he's like, well, I, I have six lives, and his anxiety is like, do you, though? They could just hold you down and keep killing you. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, that's terrifying. They're like, they'll, they'll think you're like an endless meal, dude. Uh, and he's like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but wouldn't it make sense for him to decree a leader right now? He doesn't think that's his place. Oh, valid. I suppose it does have to be told by the... Star Clan has to. Yeah, well, we haven't heard anything from them besides Echo Song hearing from them, kinda. The only Star Clan who's shown their face is his not-ex, his clingy not-girlfriend. No, we've seen we've seen Skywatcher, and of course we've seen Ghost Star. Oh, I forgot Skywatcher showed up. Ooh. I forgot Ghost Star, like, winked at us from the sky. Let's move on. He says nothing, but Echo Song guessed. I will see you again, she mews. And her words had the conviction of a prophecy. She's very certain. That's a, that's a, that's a nice prophecy. Most of her prophecies are like, you're gonna die in three days after watching this tape. <laughs> it's, it's seven days. Womp womp. Firestar meets the warriors crouched under the bush at the top of the cliff. And he's feeling the fear he felt when he was about to battle Blood Clan. And he shrinks from the order he has to give. 
This battle had been started and lost long ago. Firestar wasn't their leader. Who was he to ask them to fight now? There are so few of them, and they have been given so little time to learn the skills of a warrior. I don't know, man. <laughs> Leaf Dapple rises to stand in front of him. You fear for us, she tells him. Why does Firestar always be like, hey, here's some like really in-depth like core fears that we should examine right before a battle? Because <laughs> that's when you feel them, Brenna. I guess. Fire... <laughs> Firestar nods, the words stuck in his throat. Leaf Dapple says they fear for themselves, but this battle is theirs, not his. She tells him that they owe it to the Sky Clan cats who walked here before to defeat the rat. Girl, you're speaking like a leader. And, sh- and she tells Firestar that he doesn't have to come. Oh, I was I was just about to say, is she giving him an out? Because that's like nuts. Oh my god, I have chills. She literally gave him an out. Should ThunderClan risk losing their leader for another clan's sake? And Firestar looks to her with admiration and disbelief. Uh, Where had her courage come from? Her commitment to the warrior code? And what impressed him the most is that she realized that his loyalty wasn't with SkyClan, but the clanmates that he left behind. Bro, that's a leader I hear talking. He dips his head to her. I've brought you this far, he tells her, and I will see you to the end of your journey. I might as well stick it out and see what happens, you know? Who even knows? It could be really exciting and and terrifying and scary. He touches noses with Leaf Dapple and sprang to his paws. It's time. The two-leg barn is quiet. The only sign of the rats was their stink. Patchfoot drags the n- a torch he got from somewhere, and not a British torch, which is a flashlight, like a straight-up caveman torch, and they just fling it into the barn! Oh, it rained a couple days ago, so that wouldn't work. The nest is probably inside, and Firestar wanted to avoid fighting in there. Sparrowpaw says it's not like a cave. It's huge. There's plenty of room to get away. And Firestar knows he's right. But the thought of fighting with walls around him and a roof blocking out the sky made him feel trapped and helpless. It's just a little... Makes me uncomfortable. Sharkclaw offers to lead half of them inside to try to lure out the rats. Firestar nods and says he'll go with him. He knows he can't let Sharkclaw go somewhere where he dared not go himself. And Cherrypaw says her and Sparrowpaw want to come. And Firestar also calls on Shortwhisker to join them. And he tells Sandstorm that she's in charge of the rest. (laughs) She's like, alright. They slide through a gap in the fence. The barn loomed over them, shiny, unnatural, with death at its heart. And Firestar wonders where their enemies are. He can't feel the malevolent force, but he finds it hard to believe that there are no eyes watching him now. I'm a little afraid that they were expecting this. Firestar looks back to see the other patrol inside the fence and gathers his own to creep up to the nearest gap in the barn wall. He leaps through it. The others follow. The scent of rats and crow food is much stronger inside. 
Oh. Most of the barn lie in dark shadow. But on the far side, moonlight showed a huge pile of trash against the wall. Oh. And Firestar points out that the nest is probably in there. Garbage. Sharpclaw nods and says he hopes the stink of it will mask their scent. <laughs> Just roll around in it. It's worked before. Firestar beckons his patrol to him. Cherrypaw and Sparrowpaw seem more curious than afraid, while Shortwhisker looked terrified, <laughs> his, fl- his fur fluffed out to twice his size. I can't blame him. I- I'd be freaked out, too. Firestar tells them that they're heading for the nest. When the rats appear, they'll race for the gaps and get outside, and with any luck, the rats will follow. They'll spread out and advance on the rubbish pile. Nothing moved within it. They are less than a fox length away from the pile, when Firestar hears scratching behind him, followed by a gasp of terror from Short Whisper. Oh, oh no. Is this a scary part? Firestar freezes for a heartbeat. You have to tell me if this is a scary part so I know when to put the music in. It's going to be scary for the rest of the part. Oh no! Firestar freezes for a heartbeat, then whips around to confront the rat. Rows upon rows of rats. They're lined up like More little rats soldiers. Than he had ever seen before. They crept out of the shadows. <laughs> they covered the floor between the patrol and the gap they had entered through. <laughs> Firestar is trying to pick out the leader, but all the rats look the same. I'm the big rat who who makes all of the rules. (coughs) The sound echoes around the bare walls, and he can't tell where it's coming from. We killed you before, we kill you again. And then they yell back, you are few, we are more. Oh, I don't like that it rhymes. (laughs) And they yell back, uh, that's the only words you know? I'm scared. Sharpclaw snarls and leaps at the rat. Firestar tells him stop. They need to stick together. He's telling his patrol that they need to get outside where they can't be trapped. But he hardly finishes when the first wave of rats crashes over them. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm gonna throw up. This is, this is scary in like a lot of different ways. The cats start to force their way through the gap they had entered. And Firestar reminds himself that he has six, but actually eight, lives to lose. While the cats around him only had one. He doesn't know how to count. They never trained them in mathematics. But he needs to fight harder to match their courage. Yeehaw. Rats swarm around them, eager to sink claws and teeth into flesh. There are too many of them, and not enough room to fight. The patrol is tightly clustered so the rats can't catch them from behind, and the gap is only a couple tail lengths away. Firestar begins to hope that they'll make it out into the open. Then he hears a fearsome screech. Rainford leaps through the gap with the rest of the patrol streaming behind him. Firestar yells to get back. Dude. They thought they had come to the rescue, but they had put every cat in worse danger. I can't blame them. They're, 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 they're babies. They're dumb. Yeah. They just want to help. 
The outside patrol is already separated, each fighting alone against a swarm of rats. And before Firestar could give his order, his own patrol separates and goes to help their clanmates. The whole barn exploded in blood and rage. Okay, that's why would you word it that way? Because it just makes me think like... I took that quote from the book. Yeah, no, I and I can tell when you take quotes directly from the book, and I'm wondering why they worded it that way, because that's upsetting. Because it just makes me think of, like, a little, like, spew of, like, blood, and I all I see is someone popping a little, uh, who's the scaredy cry pee himself one? Short whisker? Yeah, they're gonna pop short whisker like a little pimple! Ugh! <laughs> That's the most upsetting imagery this entire episode. You're welcome. Furious screeches of cats mingled with the dying screams of rats. But when one fell, two more took its place. Hydra! Clo- Clovertail was batting rats away with both forepaws. Sharpclaw and Cherrypaw fighting side by side through wave after wave of attacking rats. Firestar yells for them to get out. Sandstorm lands at his side and says she couldn't stop them from coming in. And whatever the end may be, Firestar is glad to be fighting side by side with Sandstorm. Oh, he's like, I I love that I could die next to you. And she's like, live for me, you idiot. Gradually, the Sky Clan cats won their way through the gap. Leafdapple shoved out Sparrowpaw before following him. Patchfoot, then Shortwhisker got out, and Clovertail shook off one rat with its fangs in her shoulders and sprang out. Okay, good, good. For the first good. time, Firestar let himself hope that they're all gonna make it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they're they're sticking back to the original plan of not getting trapped inside. It, it got a little Sharp dicey there, but... <laughs> got a little dicey. Sharpclaw and Cherrypaw are side by side, and Firestar shouts to them. Out. Out. Out, damn spot. <laughs> Sharpclaw says something to Cherrypaw, and she opens her mouth to argue. <laughs> and while she's distracted, a rat leaped onto her back. No, I was about to make a joke about her being so bloodthirsty, and now I'm scared. Her claws skid on the blood-soaked floor, and she collapses. But Sharpclaw is able to dislodge the rat and grab his apprentice. God, I was about to be so mad at you. No, no, she's cool. She's cool. They make it out safely. I like... They're safe. It's... It's... A mom should never say who her favorite child is. But if Cherry Paws die, I will set this whole thing on fire. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's the books. I don't know if it's my laptop. But I will set this whole thing on fire if Cherry Paw dies. You can generally find a copy of Firestar's Quest at any Goodwill. So, like, if you need to. Don't say that! (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Firestar thinks that he and Sandstorm are the only ones left. But Rainfur is still a few box lengths from the gap. Rainfur, uh, no. The circle of rats no, no, is closing no, in on him. No, I just spent, the, I, people are going to laugh at me for being such a fool. I just spent like like a few minutes talking about what a good dad and man he is. Please, God, not Rainfur. I changed my mind. Now that I know Cherry Paw's going to be okay, I'm scared for Rainfur. Rainfur looks to see where the gap is. And at that moment, a huge rat 
leaped on him and fastened his fangs into his throat. And Rainfur vanishes under a writhing pile of rats. No! No! Firestar orders Sandstorm to get out. He'll help Rainfur. But Sandstorm says she isn't leaving without him. And there's no time to argue. Yeah, because she's right. Shut up, Firestar. Yeah. You're wasting time. Save him! They fight their way to Rainfur, who is barely visible under the mass of rats. Firestar's yowl splits the sea of rats, and Rainfur is able to get to his feet, only to be pulled down again. I'm sorry, not- Firestar lands among them, spitting and clawing. Yes? Not to break up the um, intensity of the situation, but every time they say yowl, um, I finally identified the noise it makes in my head. And it's like yeah. it's like an eighties metal, like faux metal rock, like yeah, like that's the noise it makes. I, I yeah, 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 you know, like it's it's uh, uh and I and I just realized why I can never take it seriously because I know the yowl is more like like you know it's like a that that's embarrassing like a shell yeah it's like a really terrible noise that cats can make but in my brain that transfers into yeah no that's really good that's what it should be um thank you i backed away from my mic that was really i'm actually very impressed that was very good like thank you if there's one thing i know how to do is cat (laughs) but if i was that child (laughs) um but but like in my brain, instead of that being very that very good uh yowl, it's it's Yeah, who's ready to rock and roll? <laughs> I'm gonna pot the sea of red. Come on, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm reading you were like, this is gonna be scary, and I'm like, but what if I was dumb? Let's keep going. I'm scared. <laughs> he almost reached Rainfur when a weight lands on his back, carrying him off his paws. Ow, kid! Firestar's head strikes the floor, stunning him. He tries to get up. A rat is slamming his head into the ground? This is freaky! It knocked him over. He slammed his own head. Oh, okay. I was gonna be like, I'm terrified of the rat that just grabbed his head and smashed him. I was like, who is making him- They can grip, man. Maybe that's what di- I'd like to think that is what did happen. Yeah, because I've seen those little rat hands, and I think they got dexterity. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. He tries to get up. Then sharp claws fasten in his throat, and his whole body spasmed with pain. Ooh. Evil rat eyes glittered with malice as they stared into his, and a voice rasps, Die, cat! Kill the big rat! If you kill the big rat who makes all the rules, then the other rats will be like, I'm confused. Firestar struggles to sink his claws into what must be the rat leader. (gasps) If he killed him, the battle would be over. Oh my god, (laughs) that's what I just said! Yeah. But, there was no strength in Firestar's limbs. Not my boy! Not like this. The moonlight seemed to be fading. For a couple of heartbeats longer, he was aware of those eyes. Twin points of hatred. Then, He's really... the night closed down over him, and he knew nothing more. He's really losing a life? To a rat? Man, that's gonna be embarrassing to go back to ThunderClan and be like, so what, how was your trip? And he was like, well, um, a big rat 
smacked me around, and now I have uh, five lives, but I actually can't count. I have seven. <laughs> Firestar opens his eyes to see pale light all around him, and he can't understand the silence and the lack of rat scent. I'm also confused. What then, happened? Is he in heaven? He realizes he's in the Whispering Cave, and he's not alone. The Sky Clan leader is sitting on the other <gasps> side of the cave. Oh my god, he is in heaven! Greetings, he meows. Firestar is beginning to understand. Have I lost another life? He asks. Ghost Star bows. His it's head. so weird that Star Clan is a physical place, and and. Uh, not to give her any kudos, um, but that does mean that uh, Spotted Leaf uh, went out of her way to travel along with Firestar. A little bit obsessive, girl. Get a new man. Maybe that. Get a new man. Ghostar bows his head, and Firestar can make out a flame-colored cat just behind him in the shadows. Oh, that's your dead body. And he recognizes himself. That's so weird that they make him do that every time. They're like, look at your dead self. No, what? Not really. Um, We'll we'll learn this more in, like, series three. But there's something where, like, leaders, um, once they lose a life, like, a piece of them, like, a piece oh. of their life is in Star Clan, Like, wandering aimlessly, I guess. That's sad. And they get kind of more solid as more lives are lost. Can you imagine? Until the last life. Can you imagine being Yellow Fang and Blue Star? And they're like going around and they're like getting breakfast up in uh, Star Clan and they bump in. Star Clan IHOP? Yeah, and they bump into yeah. like the like zombie non-exitant ghost of Firestar and they're just like, oh my god. Is it more opaque? They're like, oh, yeah, he probably, like, lost another one. They're like, oh, my, oh, he, how did he lose oh, one Jesus. so fast? Boy. They're like, I, who was the worst mom? Because they're dating at this point, you know? <laughs> yes. And they're just like, neither of us were bad moms. He's just a dumb son. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dumb son we didn't murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The dumb son we didn't, <laughs> we didn't murder or abandon. <laughs> we're good moms. <laughs> <laughs> we're good moms. Goodness. Firestar gets to his paws and begs the Sky Clan cat to let him go back. He's got to help Rainfur. He's got to save Sky Clan. He's like, isn't that what he wanted? I, I can't keep you here, man. Uh, that's up to you. Ghoststar walks to him, and Firestar breathes in his scent and feels energy flow back through him. Go now, the Sky Clan cat murmurs, and may my strand go with you. Firestar feels a paw shaking his shoulder and hears Sandstorm's voice calling his We gotta go! <laughs> She's standing over him and tells him to get up. The rats are coming. He's like, I just died, but and don't worry about it, girl. <laughs> Love you. Firestar finds himself laying outside the barn, his chest matted with the blood that has flowed from his chest wound. Rats are already swarming through the gap in the wall. Ugh, gross. Sandstorm shoves him to his feet, and Leaf Dapple helps to support him. They go to a tree, and the rest of the cats are already among the branches, except for Cherrypaw and Sparrowpaw. They're at the foot of the tree. Cherrypaw urges him to climb. They'll leap up after. Firestar says they'll be trapped. They need to get through the fence. Sparrowpaw asks if he's seen the fence. And along the fence, and clustered thickly where they had entered... 
were hordes of rats. <laughs> they had them trapped. And all the time in the world to finish them off. What? A rat fence? A rat fence. Firestar claws his way up the tree. And, like, takes into account all the cats that are there. What? Rainfur. Two. He gasped. Where's Rainfur? No! I'm sorry, Sandstorm says beside him. Rainfur didn't make it. Firestar tense, as if ready to battle his way back to help. Oh, Jesus. I didn't want him to die. I know, but death happens. I know, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't womp womp me. I'm actually sad, jerk. You weren't womp. You weren't womp womped when this happened to you. I mean, I mean, when you first went through this, no one was sitting beside you on your shoulder and going womp womp. Get over it, buddy. We gotta keep reading. (sighs) Keep going, I guess. Firestar tensed as if ready to battle his way back to help the warrior. Sandstorm tells him it's no use. Rainfur is dead. No. Pain throbbed through her voice as she added, I could only save one of you, Firestar, and I had to choose Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. You know how I told you that you got to look at Rainfur and look how he treats his woman and treat her better? She just literally proved why you should be treating her like a living goddess. Firestar remembers how they had saved his mate and kit. Remembered how Rainfur had saved him from falling the other night. Remembered the bright future he had seen for him and his Okay, uh, there's real tears. And now he's dead. There's real tears. Why would the book say that? And the rest of the clan are huddled in this tree while the rats surrounded them, waiting to pick them off. Firestar had failed. The fifth clan would be destroyed all over again. He sighed and rests his head against Sandstorm's flank, too weary to move. Bro, no! Ghostar just gave you strength and crap. Get up i know this sucks but get up you can't give up they're all looking at you right now he can't give up right now they all need him to not give up because ghost star just gave him so much of well we can't give up leaf dapple says from above him. that's my girl greenford die for nothing she's right no cat answered her the rats have no more right to live there than they do, she says. Aren't they going to fight for what's theirs? Yeah! Firestar looks up to see her standing commandingly on her branch. Her eyes glowed with courage. Around her, cats are stirring, seeming to catch something of the fire that blazed within her. I'll fight with you, Sharkclaw snarled. They'll kill us anyways, but I'll take a few of them with me. (gasps) And the cats vowed to fight on, even Short Whisker, whose fur was bristling and eyes were blank with terror. We're a clan now, Clovertail declared, and this is where we belong. 
We've got to fight for that. Yes! Firestar hauls himself to his feet. His head is clearing, and the strength of his next life is flowing through him, and the strength of the Sky Clan ancestor who had brought him here. And he tells them he honors their courage and he'll fight with them. They can have all of his lives and all of his strength if it will help him, them beat these rats. Ugh. Sandstorm's eyes prick in surprise, but he means every word. So like, all your lives? This is the right- Save one of those for me, son. This is the right thing to do by the warrior code. Tonight, he was not the leader of ThunderClan, but a member of Patchfoot asks what they're going to do. The tree is surrounded by rats, their eyes trained on the cats. Cherrypaw and Sparrowpaw are still at the foot of the tree, ready to spring up if the rats attacked. But the rats seemed in no hurry. They seemed to think the battle was over. Firestar thinks out loud. The rats are acting together, like a swarm of bees or a pack of dogs. Right, right. Last night, they all stopped and turned tail at once. Uh-huh. Something is controlling them. The big... They must be taking the, orders from the leader. The big rat. rat who makes all of the rules! The meme was right! Sharkclaw hisses. So kill him and the rest will flee. Yes. I hope so, Firestar says. Patchfoot says that's all very well. But how will they tell which one is the leader? Only the leader can speak cat, he says. So if they can make him talk to them, they'll know which one he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yell something about his mom. The SkyClan warriors are ready for action. Wounds and weariness forgotten. Even Short Whisker seemed to have pulled back from the brink of his panic. <sighs> Firestar takes the lead and drops down by the apprentices. The rest of the clan follows him silently. A ripple passes through the mass of rats, and they edge nearer. Firestar raises his head and faces them. You're brave enough when you're all together, he taunts. But I bet you wouldn't be so brave on your own. Yeah! I don't suppose even your clever leader would come out and face me. Oh my me. god, they really are, like, calling him yeah. out, like, with, like, oh my god. No rat moves. Cowards, Sharkclaw sneered. Crow food eating, skulking vermin. <gasps> They're like, hey, when you learned our language, did you learn all the swear words? <laughs> Firestar challenges him to come and fight. Panic begins to prickle his fur. The leading rat was obviously clever enough not to show himself. But he's also stupid. Probably. I don't know. Cats pressed against the tree as the rats crept closer. Firestar thinks that in another couple heartbeats they'll surge forward. They would fight, but they would soon be overwhelmed. Okay, let's not focus. And again, not. Sky Clan would be nothing more than a memory. What can I do? Firestar asks himself. A familiar scent drifts around him, and his paws tingle. Spotted Are you leaf? kidding me? Are you absolutely <laughs> kidding me? I've never, I have never been taken so hard out of a battle high as that just took me out. Are you absolutely kidding me? I'm. We're going to go through this and I'm going to bring you back into this you battle. You better high. because I'm disgusted. I am. 
upset. Uh, keep going, cause I let's keep going, cause I want to get over this. Let's rip this bandaid off. <sighs> There's no sign of her, but a voice whispers in his ear. I'm a jerk. Not, m- <laughs> not many, but one. Then the sense of her presence faded. He doesn't understand. How could she say there weren't many rats here? Wouldn't it? There's a lot of rats okay, here. Okay, yeah, but also, wouldn't it make more sense for Ghost Star to be the one who bring this messages since he was, I don't know, murdered by this giant rat, probably? Or this, he this, well, th- this giant rat's dad. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, this was um after Ghost Star's time. Oh, whatever. That the first battle happened. Anyways. He stares out at them, their bodies merged together like ripples on a lake. He watches the tide ebb and flow, and realizes what Spotted Leaf meant. He had thought of them as a swarm of bees or a dog pack, taking orders from their leader. But Spotted Leaf showed him that it was more than that, I guess something. (laughs) They were like a single enemy, individuals who had no minds of their own. They took orders from one rat, passed body to body, invisible signals. A twitch of fur or a flick of tail. A weird game of, of telephone against another. If he watched the ripples, they should lead him to the rat he was looking for. Mm, gross. I don't like that visual of a rippling rat, like thrall, like a group of rats rippling and being like, kill the cat, 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 kill the cab? No, kill the cat. Oh, kill the cat, kill the cat, kill the cat. (laughs) The rats edged closer. Firestar is aware of Sandstorm beside him. The rats could strike at any moment. Oh, she's so hot. Shut up, focus. He forces himself to stop looking at one pair of eyes here or a snake-like tail there. And he studied them like the surface of a single lake. And he makes out tiny movements, circling a central point. The place where the leader's silent commands rippled outwards. And at that central point, a single rat gazed towards the cat. Firestar narrows his eyes. There's no time to explain what he's doing to the rest of the patrol. He had one chance, just one chance, to ensure that he hadn't traveled here in vain and that Sky Clan would live on. Unsheathing his claws, he leaped into the middle of the mass of rats. Horrified wails rose from the cats behind What are you him. doing? Sandstorm screeches his name. What are you doing? Her voice is drowned out by the single shriek that rose from the throats of every rat as they rushed upon him like a thick brown wave. Oh, gotta appreciate the fact that he did not at all, like, even slightly give a hint. He was just like, I'm going for it. And they're like, for what? But Firestar's claws struck their target. He tears the throat of the rat at the center of the tide. That's good. And he he stares into the small hate-filled eyes. (laughs) He watches the hatred turn to terror. Tiny eyes. Before the light faded. Holy crap! Good, good hit, dude. The 
rat's head dropped back and its body went limp. For a heartbeat, Firestar stood still, paws sticky with blood. Rats milled around him, squeaking and hissing in confusion. With their leader dead, they didn't. <laughs> Just like that. Oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> with their leader dead, they didn't know what to do next. Kill the cab? Follow Kill me. The cab? Attack. Sharp claw calls. <laughs> okay. Follow me. Attack. Yeah. Suddenly, Firestar's clanmates were around him, lashing at their enemies. Get him. And the rats flee in terror back towards Get the barn. Him. The Sky Clan cats race past Firestar, and Sharpclaw tells them to stay away from them. The gorge is theirs, and they'll kill any <laughs> rats who set a paw. I'm there. sorry, I'm so unhinged. This whole, whole episode, but this whole ep this whole part of this book has been utterly unhinged. So can you blame me? <laughs> Leafdapple halts at the gap to the barn and stops the rest of the cats from following the rats inside. Guys, guys. Let them go. Let them be afraid. She tells them. They're not dangerous anymore. Not yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, only one of them learned how to speak, and that was the only one we should learn about. <laughs> she padded back to Firestar, who stood over the body of his dead enemy. She Ooh. bows her head in deepest gratitude. The battle is won. Thanks to you, Sky Clan is safe. And that's where we'll end for today. I can't believe we did it. I'm so proud of them. And it only cost literally one of the coolest characters in the world um, that we yeah. didn't even get like enough time with at all. Uh, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm real sad about that. But yeah. But but hey, um... And you know what? what? I think we're gonna finish this book next Holy episode. Holy Casanova, folks! Casanova? Casanova! Um, <laughs> <laughs> this has been a wild ride and it's not over yet, but if you guys want to keep in touch with us, um, a great way to do that is it, by following us. Uh, the only social media that we're actively on besides our, um our podcast feed on anchor and on spotify is uh our twitter um yep our twitter is wcwitcast on twitter.com um but if you don't have a twitter and you want to contact us a great way to do that is our email our email is wcwitcast at gmail.com um i'm very slowly but surely making my way through there <laughs> um and also if uh you guys want to help out our podcast and help it grow more and help us uh continue doing this and like we're gonna keep doing it no matter what because we absolutely yeah, love we're to gonna do keep it, doing it no matter what. but if you want to support us a great way to do that is to just, so we can do more yeah is to share it with someone else that you think might enjoy it um if that's a friend who likes warriors or a friend who like doesn't like warriors but knows you love it and you want them to understand your pain um <laughs> maybe show them your favorite your pain episode. and your passion Right. If you have an episode that you love, maybe share it with a friend. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, you can also rate us and leave a comment, um, a review on iTunes and other uh, podcast platforms. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we really appreciate everyone who does that. And it really helps us out. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you for joining us on this 
weird Halloweeny but tragic but weird and funny episode. <laughs> it was scary for sure. A little skittering rat. Skitter, skitter, skitter. It wasn't Ugh. as it wasn't as horrific as the first time they showed up, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> well, I'm Ember Heartless. Ooh, and I'm Severed Tongue. <laughs> And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?